It's time for the IHSA Safety Podcast. Welcome to this podcast series on supervisors. I'm Enzo Garitano, President and CEO of IHSA. This episode is hosted by Ken Rayner, IHSA's Vice President of Customer Relations, Market Development, and Labor Relations. Joining Ken today will be IHSA's Jennifer McKenzie, Regional Manager, North and East Operations, as they discuss how documentation and communication are key for supervisors to contribute to a healthy and safe workplace. Hey, thanks very much, Enzo Garitano. Welcome to the IHSA Safety Podcast, Jennifer McKenzie. Great to have you here today, Jen. Nice. Thank you very much, Ken, for having me. All right. So to start, let's uh, let's give our listeners a bit of a background on who you are and what you do at IHSA and perhaps a little bit of background on your uh, personal experience with supervising workers. So I have about 15 years of supervisory experience. Um, I actually remember being a young worker and also a supervisor at the same time. When I was 16 years old, I worked in the fast food industry. Um, And I look back at that now and realize I was not prepared or trained to be a supervisor at 16. Um, I didn't know what the Green Book was, didn't know what the Occupational Health and Safety Act was, uh, let alone my responsibilities as a supervisor. Um, So I've come a long ways. I'm now a management representative at IHSA. I I supervise a group of health and safety consultants in the eastern and northern regions of Ontario, um, which provides its challenges itself uh, in regards to supervising them. It's uh, pretty similar to most of the sectors that we serve. So transportation, construction, electrical utilities often find themselves spread across large areas, not generally working directly with their supervisor. Um, So this can lead to many challenges uh, in regards to the supervisor fulfilling their responsibilities. So knowing what's happening with the workers, being able to respond quickly, Um, And therefore, um, it's important that supervisors understand their responsibilities and how to fulfill them. So as a management representative at IHSA, it's my responsibility to ensure the health and safety consultants are thoroughly trained on their hazards and their roles within IHSA, um, including their controls. So when somebody is out at a location or at one of our training centers, if they're able to identify hazards, they then understand what the controls are that need to be implemented. Um, Also, their responsibility to to report any hazards that they find uh, to myself. And then also we work together to ensure that uh, hazards are appropriately put into place um, and the hazard is controlled, hopefully at the source. Um, It's also my responsibility to ensure that they understand the policies and procedures um, and that they're following them to ensure that they're keeping themselves as well as our clients safe. Um, one of my other duties is I'm, I'm part of the Joint Health and Safety Committee, one of the management representatives. Um, so I also investigate any reports of hazards, incidents, near misses that come from my staff and then potentially as well inside the organization and recommend controls for improvements. Our listeners will know that this podcast is part of a larger series on supervisors. So today we're going to talk about documentation and communication. So let's start off first with documentation. Jennifer, what are some of the benefits a supervisor in a workplace can gain from establishing a personal and a professional record of daily events in a workplace? So, Ken, it's very important that supervisors accurately record their daily discussions, their concerns, and their workplace conditions on a regular basis. Uh, Doing this can provide you with a due diligence defense if something unforeseen occurs during that day. So, after an event, it isn't easy to prove the conditions, the concerns, and actions you took if it's not clearly and accurately logged during that working day. So in my experience, keeping good notes and records can assist you with your health and safety responsibilities and assist with jogging your memory and assist with non-health and safety concerns as well, such as project planning and discussions. 
an example that I have is when a piece of rental equipment gets picked up on a job site and we document that as part of our uh, daily log. And in the event that you get an invoice later and it's incorrect, then you have that information to go back in to have that invoice corrected. Little things such as just project planning and discussions, as well as health and safety concerns should always be documented in a daily log. Okay, so you've, you've mentioned you know, the importance of this, both from a health and safety perspective and also from a business perspective. Um, and you mentioned due diligence. So what guidelines would a supervisor logbook or a supervisor journal have to have to ensure this due diligence? So there's a few things that we look for in regards to our supervisor logbooks. Um, we actually have a few different resources. Um, as part of IHSA's Basics of Supervising program, participants learn that logbooks or journals should be a bound book with no missing pages, Pages within the book must be consecutively numbered. Entries should always be made in ink or ballpoint pen so they cannot be erased. Every line should be written on. And then when the entry doesn't fill the full line or the full page, a solid line should be drawn through that empty space with the, from the last entered word and then initialized. This is a way to ensure that each day any, any documentation cannot be changed um, or obscured and that it's, it's a factual record of exactly what happened. So as part of many products that IHSA offers, a supervisor logbook is among one of our most popular products. The supervisor logbook is perfect for new or inexper inexperienced supervisors as it specifies the information which may be valuable on a day-to-day -day basis. It provides many resources and templates to assist the supervisor in fulfilling their due diligence requirements, such as locations that have safety talks, hazard identification and risk analysis forms, job safety analysis form, a re incident reporting and emergency response forms. It also includes a location to document your daily activities, such as the date, your workplace conditions, personnel or visitors that are in attendance on your work site or at your workplace, and a health and safety checklist. There's also a general note section and an action items. And that way then you can always be sure that you're following up on any concerns that were raised on the, on the previous day. You can purchase one of our supervisor logbooks online by visiting ihsa.ca or contacting one of our very friendly customer service representatives at 1-800-263-5024. Jennifer, IHSA provides uh, support and services to many sectors. So regardless of the sector that a supervisor might be in, could you describe perhaps like what a typical day for a supervisor might entail and what critical items they wish may wish to document in their supervisor logbook? Absolutely. So a supervisor often will have a plan for the day, but as we know, in most of workplaces, the plan doesn't always get followed and it gets changed regularly. This is often a common challenge for supervisors to overcome each day. The challenges could come from absent staff, details in materials or equipment, revised project plans, or unforeseen circumstances such as health and safety hazards or concerns. Therefore, as a supervisor, it is very essential to document the conditions of the workplace, concerns for delays with their causes, corrective action taken and follow-up, and any discussions regarding unsafe acts or conditions, and any disciplinary action. Documenting these items is critical and will assist the supervisor in providing evidence for any concerns raised about the day's activities. That's great, Jennifer. That's some, that's some fantastic advice regarding documentation. Um, how about the second topic for today's podcast, which is communication? What are some of the activities that require the communication flowing from the supervisor to be timely, concise, and clear? Well, Ken, there's many activities day-to-day -day that occur. 
However, supervisors must communicate to their staff the hazards of their task, both foreseen and unforeseen, as well as the expectations for working safely with or around those hazards. The best and most effective way to know and communicate these hazards would be through a pre-job safety meeting that would include written documentation of the tasks to be completed, the hazards associated with each task, and the controls required by the workers to be followed. We often call this a task hazard analysis or a pre-job safety assessment. Although this isn't mainly completed before starting work each day, it must also be done as, as circumstances change, such as the workplace conditions change, like the weather, personnel changes, or the tasks are changed. It is important for supervisors to ensure that any new workers complete a health and safety orientation, which includes the workers' rights and responsibilities, emergency procedures, uh, hazards and incident reporting, and company-specific policies and procedures. This will ensure that that new worker is ready to start the day's work and knows what to do when they get to the site. Jen, there's a, there's a saying attributed to one of my favorite authors, Dale Carnegie. He's uh, the late American writer and lecturer. And, and he stated, only the prepared speaker deserves to be confident. So now how do we, how do we uh, associate that with what a supervisor does? So what resources does IHSA provide to its members that would support a supervisor's desire to improve their communication within the workplace by being prepared? That's a great question, Ken. IHSA has many training courses and products to assist supervisors in improving their workplace communication. Uh, we have an awesome one-day training program called Communication Skills for Supervising Health and Safety, and it extends the supervisor's knowledge and confidence in fulfilling their roles with effective communication. In this program, participants build off the information that was taught in the Basics of Supervising program, and it utilizes the communication techniques shown to enhance their communication skills about their four supervisory safety tasks. Uh, supervisors should also take hazard-specific training for the hazards identified in their workplace. This, again, will improve their knowledge and understanding of the hazards and provide confidence in their communication and delivery by the supervisor ensuring that they understand the hazards and have the information to control those hazards. They can then communicate that information effectively to their staff to ensure then that they have the information and knowledge to make the decisions on site to control the hazards as well. And then IHSA also provides many sector-specific resources to allow the supervisor to educate themselves as well as their workers. This will allow them to feel confident in communicating their message. So for example, we have our Safety Talks manual. We also have sector and hazard-specific manuals and toolkits. For example, we have our road safety and falls toolkits that are available on our website, as well as our construction health and safety app, which outlines 50 top hazards in the construction sector, and it is in plain language as well as part of the legislation and provides links directly to the Ministry of Labor, CCOHS's, and IHSA's website for further resources. Okay, Jen, we're coming up to the big finish here, and we're going to put you on the spot. We're looking for Jen McKenzie's recommendations to a new supervisor in the workplace. What are Jen, what are Jennifer's uh, suggestions in terms of what that individual can do regarding communication when they start off as a new supervisor. Well, Ken, the key is communication and to make sure that our uh, communication, our message is effectively communicated, you will want to ensure that you know and understand the topics that are going to be discussed. We all know there are many barriers to employees listening and understanding communication. So when you are communicating your message, you wanna make sure that your audience is 
uh, participating as well. So you need to know that your audience and you need to speak to them in a manner that will relate to them. It is a good idea to ensure communication barriers are removed, such as noise and distractions like cell phones, and it is timely. Being transparent and pointed on your message will ensure your participants keep interested. Always ensure your message is communicated during a good time, which will ensure maximum attention. So for example, just before break or lunchtime is not a good time in order to keep them engaged. Participants tend to be more, more distracted and the message may get lost. That's a great point. I know as, as we get closer to break or lunch, I'm thinking about food. So thanks for that uh, recommendation, Jen. I, I whole, wholeheartedly support that. Jennifer McKenzie, thank you so much for joining us today. And thank you for your insight on supervisors and documentation and communication in the workplace. Great to have you with us. Thank you. Thank you very much, Ken. Thanks for listening. To hear more in this series, join Ken Rayner as he speaks to other IHSA subject matter experts at ihsasafetypodcast.ca. Thanks for listening. I'm Enzo Garitano. The IHSA Safety Podcast. For more episodes, tips, and all things safety, go to ihsasafetypodcast.ca. Thanks for listening. Start each workday by reinforcing awareness and control of hazards in your workplace with a five-minute safety talk. IHSA's Free Safety Talks Manual covers over 150 topics, such as personal protective equipment and traffic control, with more topics added all the time. Visit IHSA.ca to download your free IHSA Safety Talks Manual today.